Hi, I'm Genevieve. And I'm Andrea. And you're listening to I Went to Art School and All I Got Was This Stupid Podcast. It is currently pretty late. Uh, and with daylight savings, it feels even later. And it's felt very late all day. Um, but we're recording this and we're very excited and Usagi's really excited. <laughs> Jen just pushed my cat off my counter. But that's okay. We're having a really wild night. It's been a trip. I'm well, it has been you. a trip, and we're very excited to present this podcast to you. Um, so we talked to my roommate slash best friend, Joshua McDonald, um, which was a nice... It was a delight. It was a pleasure. It was. It was exciting because I really didn't know anything about his art practice or what, like why he made the art he makes. Yeah. And it was really cool to have a conversation with him, even though he said a lot of uhs and ums. He did. I had to edit a lot of it out. <laughs> it's fine, though, because that's what editing is for. Exactly. So, in this episode, you're going to hear us talk to him, and we hope you enjoy. Yeah, thank you for listening. We are here with Joshua McDonald, the one and only. I'm sure, actually, he's not the one and only with that name. Yeah, that seems like a fairly common name. No, there's but- an accountant in, like, Cincinnati. <laughs> he's very dapper and... Wow, well you know, dressed. that's funny because it's like His complete name. opposites. You yeah, are truly. I don't know. Maybe you're good at accounting. Maybe. Or maybe the, the name is the only similarity. Maybe. Is he also a Virgo? We'll never know. Maybe Should we find me. out? Actually, just me. It's just you. <laughs> Josh has an alter ego. Not only does he make amazing art, but he also loves accounting. So Josh and I met in college almost six years ago. We met because he was taking a painting class and... We had mutual friends, um, and it just kind of blossomed into a really great partnership, relationship, friendship, all the above. Josh is mostly, well, in college, Josh was mostly a painter, photography as well, and also screen printing. That's also a big thing that Josh and I have in common is that we both love to screen print. That's cute. We all screen print. That is cute. Josh is also a musician. And along with that, he also works at one of the uh, biggest galleries in Seattle. How long have you worked there? Since March. Um, about Seven months? Not yeah. even a year, but yeah. Yeah. So... Like a uh, big baby. Like a big baby. <laughs> yeah, like seven months. That's yeah. like a good baby. That's a good-sized baby. Good-sized baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. My, I don't really have like a vision for our conversation with you other than that. I'm interested to hear about what you feel like your experience as an artist out of college and, you know, now working in a place where you deal with pretty big, pretty big and big names. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Tell us a little bit about that transition from, especially also Josh used to work in the gallery that I used to work in, like in our college. So like a really small gallery. Um, compare that, I guess, to your job now and how it's similar and how it's different. <clears throat> yeah, I, I work for... Greg Sarah Gallery. And I I like to think that was luck, but I suppose there were factors to that. Graduated a few years ago, and the gist of it, I was just out on my own in New City, trying to make art, trying to find a job. I found a coffee shop job, and I just started working as a barista, and then sort of tried to make art on the side, and you know, that's tough, we all know. But, yeah. And then I found this job, and it, and it, and it rocks, and it's cool. And How did not, you find the job? I have never heard anything about it. Uh, I've I just was, always known that you work for this big gallery. I guess I was, I was working at the 
the coffee shop, getting discouraged about, you know, myself as an artist. I wasn't motivated or inspired at all. And so I just decided to start looking for anything. And I knew that I loved gallery work. I had experience in it. And so I just went on Craigslist one morning and and it was there. Classic. It, right there, like in golden text. We're hiring, you know, preparator, art preparator. So I applied and and that's that. So just like what is actually your job title preparator, correct? What would you say is the biggest thing besides obviously you prepare things, but like what time what kind of things you prepare though? Well basically the anything that has to do with the handling of, of artwork. So okay. Um, do you have it, those it, fancy white gloves? Yeah, I do have the fancy yes. white gloves. I love that. Yeah. Andrea just I has, love that about you. Andrea just creamed her shorts. Over <laughs> You're not wrong. I keep, <laughs> I keep them in my back pocket. I, I install um, general upkeep of the gallery. I A big part of my job is um, shipping, mm -hmm. artwork, packing. Who's your favorite handler? This is going to be like some, handler? yeah, like, do you prefer FedEx? UPS. Oh, car carrier. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, the the PC um, work for it. I don't like FedEx. No. Honestly, honestly, I, I, just I had think to... we can all agree on that. And like, cheers. Maybe FedEx will uh, sponsor us. FedEx, sponsor us, please. But, Wait, uh, that's the only way I like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I deal with FedEx a lot. But that, I mean, we use like independent art specialty services. Comparing that, like, especially with your, and I know since we live together, your art making. Um, mm -hmm. Would you say that working at a job where you don't really have any sort of creative outlet in that job, does that really affect how you make work? Or like the work that you feel like you want to make? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When I did work in a job that wasn't related to, to art, it was, I, you know, wasn't really thinking about art that much. Yeah. And I found that working in the gallery, um, I, I'm working with artists all the time and it's, it's inspiring. And uh, it's motivating me to dive back into my practice even more seriously. I think it's really helped me a lot. Do you think working at this job has, like, affected your art? Like, I don't know. I know that you did painting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like from what I've seen, from what you've started to, and, like, what you've become now is, like, not drastically different, but pretty fucking different. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you know, in undergrad school, I was a landscape painter. Yeah. <laughs> um, mostly. And, and now I mostly just abstract. And I think that, yeah, this job has influenced my, my making and what I make. I don't know if that's, has, I don't know if that has to do with the artists that I'm working with or, or not, or if Maybe I'm just like, st or if I'm just like learning about myself and my art um, at a faster rate now. Would you say that, like, trying to make stuff after school has been a, I don't want to say roller coaster. I want to more say, has it been, has it has it good moments and it's shitty moments where you're like, okay, I, I'm really motivated to make stuff. I want to make stuff like I am making stuff. And then, you know, periods of time where you don't have that sort of environment, like how school is when, you know, you have shit you've got to get done. And also there's just all these other people around you that are also doing things. So it motivates you. Would you say that taking out that factor of having people the same at the same level as you, does this make sense? Yeah. Okay. Can you answer? Did I ask a question? Did I even ask a <laughs> Wait, question? Wait, are you saying like 
being in out of school where like being in school you're all on the same level you're all taking like painting 101 and like you all fucking suck yeah and then now you're out in the and you're like, world right. and you're like next to the good artist right does that affect his art making is that what i got from yes that? okay i mean i don't have the same amount of like peers, you know, I d- as I did in college, right. and people who were pushing me, you know, professors who give me deadlines, critiques, critiques. Oof, um, miss me a good critique, honestly. It's I different. I mean, of course, it's different. We all know it's different, but yeah, it's just those little things you have to sort of make a habit, and it takes time. But those those things they they collect, and you know, they just become natural well things like giving yourself a deadline it's it's with my music too i mean i go to work and then i come home and it's like do i want to sit on the couch and watch tv or do i want to like make small changes that will benefit me yeah like i don't have to like i love watching tv everybody does like i can put notebook on my lap while i'm watching tv like it doesn't i can always be making and i think that's something i'm i'm learning now is I can make something anywhere. I used to make large paintings, you know, paintings I couldn't even fit in my car. And now I'm making works that are 12 inches. But that's okay because it's make it's it's letting me continue making, I guess. Um, we've talked about this before, but I, I want a series of sketches. Well, I feel like we talked about this on the last episode about how you get out of college and you can like you can make literally whatever you want in college with within right but like when you get here you're living in a small apartment like you have to figure out you have to fix your practice to be able to make things that are both inspiring and work for your environment i think space and and this is i think true for almost every person i've ever had this conversation with i think space dictates what we make and like what i feel like i mean and i talked about this also last time is like my problem is that i really want a studio because you know i want to make large work and Josh and I have talked about this before. Um, it's it's different when you're living in your workspace also. I have a lot of friends that have live workspaces and it works great for them. But for some reason, like, I, I don't know if I could do a live workspace. But also, like, how the fuck can you afford a living space and then also a studio space? And especially in Seattle where it's like everything is so expensive, you know? I think everybody's going through that right now. Yeah. Um... My other question for you, I would really love for you to talk about, it's not really a question, it's more like I just want you to tell us. Uh, um, what do you, like, what is your work about? Recently, what have you been the thinking theme. of? I want to say a theme, but like, what are you thinking about when you're making stuff, especially the small drawings you've been making? Well, I mean, a long story, I suppose. It goes back to my childhood. No, I'm just kidding, but kind of. Um, I don't know. I... I I've always been... I'm a Virgo. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. He's such a Virgo. None of you have any idea. Um, there's a sort of, like, OCD about things, you know, that come through in my art. You know, I used to make um, landscapes because I loved nature. I mean, I love nature, but being surrounded by it in La Grande. Yeah. And in Oregon and growing up on a farm... Like land, the landscape is 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 what I knew best, and so I wanted to make art about it. And now that I live in the city, I <clears throat> my environment is completely different. And and so of course, 
that's going to make my art change because my art is mostly about where I am and what I see and what I'm influenced by on a visual aspect. And so yeah, I'm sort of like dropping the landscape a little bit. Um, I'm going more towards these abstract grid-like linear. Mm -hmm. um, but these, I don't know, like I'm not... No, I it's mean, it's not a... I think that is a good explanation. I'm influenced more about things I see and things I... Ad, ad, adaptations of what I see or abstractions like architecture mm -hmm. or structures of any any kind. Mm -hmm. And just kind of... It's hard to it's hard to talk about this without like looking at looking it. at you know and then people I'm not sure like no I think that you don't have to like go too much into it I just want people to have a sort of just idea overall sense yeah just a sense of like what you're kind of thinking at least like a, a brief well to synopsis be, to be completely blunt about it like like right now like fences that's that's what I'm representing in my art right mm -hmm. now. You know, I you know I'm trying to <clears throat> find that relationship even more with the landscape that I grew up and I and I I grew to love as a child. You know, on on a farm, you you have these fences and these barriers that make up sections of land that are for certain things. I've sort of removed the landscape and just left these structures or these barriers. That's what I'm what I'm exploring right now. Sweet. That's cool, Josh. I've never actually heard you talk about your art, so this is cool. Isn't it sick? I'm into this. Isn't it great? Honestly, like, the thing that I've always admired about Josh, and this is true for, I think, almost every person whose work I actually really genuinely love, is Josh's tenacity for making stuff. Great SAT word. I've got some tough things. Nass. True. Okay, don't, great. don't add that. No, I, I am going to add <laughs> we're, that. We're keeping that. Yeah. Um... I think what really draws me to my relationships with my friends that are also artists is everybody is so can so relate to one another on at least one level and that is like making. All of us like no matter how different our work is from each other, we can all at least be on the same page when it comes to making. And why we all we all have like a need to make even yeah. if that's not art. Yeah. And you know, I think trying to navigate that making especially in your mid twenties or whatever, however old all three of us are, city. and Seattle in general, it's hard. It's fucking hard, <clears throat> and I don't, you know, and it's just like I know that Josh works really hard at his job. Um, he there's this thing that Seattle does every year called Art Fair, and we talked about this last time, and we talked about talking to Josh about Art Fair. Forgot about that. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Honestly, like Art Fair was wild. Yeah, I actually was gonna ask like. I don't know, perhaps a controversial question. Do like, it. I mean, you don't have to I'm name any artists. To oh, good. I think that's the Virgo, Scorpio, and us. I'm like gossipy. And I mean, I might not answer, but I'm, I'm willing to hear. Also, okay. I want this on the record. Josh and Andrea, same person. Okay, pretty much. Um, so I so know there's just... one person right here making two different voices? How I mean, scary would that be? Fuck That's... off. <laughs> fuck off. Okay, but the question I have is, I want to know about like the artists you've worked with, especially during Art Fair. Have you had to deal with any weird fucked up shit? <clears throat> well. Or like, I don't know, artists being super extra. I feel like you deal with like way bigger artists that yeah. have the ability or like they have the... Right? I don't know if it's the right to be mm -hmm. bratty, but 
Yeah. I want to know. Sort of like self-entitled. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Um, I'm not going to name names. I mean, don't name names, but I want to know like a wild story. Oh, yeah, give us story. a wild art fair story. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, it doesn't fair? have to be art fair. Yeah, it's just a wild story. Your wildest story, and then we'll get back to art fair. I uh, kind of derailed us. Well, I want to talk about art fair, because it's a weird We can talk about art fair. I'm not sure if I have, like, super wild... Is there something that I'm not thinking no, about? No, 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 no. We're no. just curious. We, we just think it's a really weird environment, and I feel yeah, like the art world is full of so much bullshit. <clears throat> well, honestly... With, like, big artists, and, like... It's I don't know, just being there was wild. Like, being at art fair literally stressed me out, and I don't even... We weren't even there for very long, maybe, like, two hours, but I felt like it was, like, a maze that I was never literally going to get out of. And I didn't see, like, any of the art that other people saw. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah. Which, I mean, I know that it changes, it changed, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I would say that my biggest, like, the biggest, like, like craziest or most drama is not from the artists, actually. It's from the clients. Oh, so people buying the art. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Okay. I mean... Have you ever had Paul Allen buy anything from you? <laughs> I don't... No. Okay. No, I haven't. Not yet. We're just curious. But... I think Paul Allen owns all the art he needs to own, probably, at this point in his life. Are we gonna, like, just roast Paul Allen? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually just a Paul Allen roast, which would be kind of sick. I'm in. Oh. Wait, isn't he the one who started Upstream Music Festival? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to that. I got free tickets from my job. See, look at this. Because it was in that neighborhood. On your square. So anyway, <laughs> uh, back back to uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, um, yeah. Art fair and craziest story. The craziest, cli- craziest client. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, we have... I mean, it's just like mostly a bunch of rich people who, who just... They just want this piece or whatever, and they don't really care about the gallerists or the people, you know, or the artists. They just want it, and they have money, so they just don't care. And it, I guess it's just a lot of just, like... Sounds honestly kind really, of disheartening. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think right now of some crazy clients I've had. I think... What do I think? I think that when you're talking about... When people buy art that aren't artists, but they love art or appreciate art, and they have a shitload of money, I think it, I think it's wild. Well, I also think that you probably deal with a lot of people that don't give a shit about art. True. Mm-hmm. They just do it for like, oh, I'm rich, I can do this. Like, oh, I own this. Well, then there's those people who Josh come in. McDonald's. <laughs> there's, those, there's those people who come in, though, and they're like, oh, I, I really, really love this piece, but like, I can't. You know, I can't... You can tell that they, they don't have a lot of money, but they just love the art. Yeah. And what's great about this job in the gallery is, um, you know, we do payment plans. And, you know, if you want to own a piece, you can make payments on it, which is great. That is nice. And so that's really helpful for a lot of people. But... Ooh, I have a good question. I, <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Well... Not sure if I have any super interesting or interesting okay. enough stories about my job. Maybe we'll have you on again. Uh, so I okay. My <laughs> question that I wanted to also ask you was: um, Do you feel like now that you work in you know the contemporary art world, that art is more accessible for you, or like are you seeing that side where like people you know want to buy the work but they can't afford it, and it or it's becoming less accessible? 
for, for people that can't afford it. Like, not the older generation, but, like, people in their 20s and 30s that want to buy, you know, really good work or, like, really expensive work, but they just literally can't. Well, I think art has always been the same level of accessible. I mean, it's always been expensive. But I want to be, I want to be Paul Allen and I want to own three Monets. Honestly, there I said it. <laughs> the Taurus in me just wants a bougie lifestyle, but I want to be like Dale Chihuly having all these people make my art. But he's getting and, sued. Yeah, I know. I don't want to be sued. I don't want that part. I actually really don't like Dale Chihuly. Are we just going to drag everybody <laughs> right now? Holy shit, this is episode two. All right, <laughs> ask me some questions. Come on. <laughs> you've got a Virgo. You've got a Scorpio. Things are getting wild. I mean, I think in general... And this is true for, I mean, at least me, um, working at an art store has been like a fine experience. Like, obviously, it's very different from working where you work, but it's also still like in this weird way involved in art. And like that sort of like involvement, whether it's like small or big, has changed the way that I make stuff. Or at least having conversations with random strangers about what they're doing. Or them asking me a question about... Can I get some gouch? <laughs> I just need a quick guess up, please. <laughs> but I mean, you, you're, still, you're still working with um, artists. Yeah. I, so, I also yeah, think none great. of us would ever work a job where we're not doing art in some capacity. No. It's true. I couldn't I mean, I love... I, I mean, I do... There are parts of food service, which is what I'm mostly used to, that I miss... Yeah, I don't miss I, anything about the food service industry. Making either. coffee is really fun, but Oh, I feel like food service industry though. and coffee is like what? it's it's similar, but it's not the same. No. It's not the same. It's yeah. Uh so let's talk about bad cafe art. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. One time I saw some they were like stencil spray paints of Sick. Rick and Morty characters. <laughs> Fuck off. It was, but they weren't even good stencils. They were really bad, and they're on uh, the like, what's the canvas board? Oof. And they're just like Oof. hung up on the wall. And yeah. Um. So the place that I was just living in, La Grande, Oregon, uh, there was this diner that. I used to really like to go to, and they had... Is it Denny's? No, it's... <laughs> well, kind of. Uh, it was the smoke. House. It was the smokehouse. I miss you every day, smokehouse. They had some fucking sick printed canvas photos of cowboys doing rodeo shit, and it was... I don't know. Yeah, it was, was in the season's fair. Those were... Those pieces were in the season's fair. Fucking wild. They were t- so terrible. It was like a photo that had been printed on canvas that was stretched around was the canvas. Was it pixelated? It was... T- yes. I love that. It was like the worst thing I've seen in a really long time. Speaking of Le Grand and EOU, you should... Let's shout out to some people. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Mike Sell. I miss, <laughs> I miss you. I don't know any of you, but I'm going to say hi to literally everyone in Le Grand. The whole population. Who else? Hi, Susan. I miss you also. Josh, Josh, you were the one who wanted to do this. Yeah, I just wanted to hear. I want to see you shout out. Corey Peak, I also miss you all the time. I don't miss any of you, but that's okay. Josh and I had a really good experience at EOU. Um, That is one thing we really both agree on. Our, our, Our experience in art school was. I don't know, sometimes it feels like it actually never really happened because literally it was. I don't want to say perfect, but. It was pretty fucking great. And we were really lucky. I would yeah. literally never say that about my education ever. We were pr- we were no really offense. we were really lucky because all the all the professors that we worked with 
really actually truly gave a shit about everybody. And not only that, but, you know, it was a small community and there wasn't that many of us ever. You become close to these people, like you see them every day, you talk to them every day, like they shape the way that you start making art. And like when I was in my senior year and I think it was like, I don't know, I had never really had like a bad critique until my senior year when I was going through like my capstone shit. And I remember I had been working like super hard in the studio and I was like really experimenting and taking risks because I was tired of what I had been making. And I, I, I basically like made shit that was f fucking stupid and terrible. And they called me out. They dragged me during critique. And like, I was so mad because like I had never, I always felt like all my critiques went like really well. And then, but then, like, after that happened, and they were like, are you okay? I was like, I'm honestly fine. And then I ended up, like, tearing all the shit off my wall because I had used a bunch of dye, and I repainted my walls. And that sort of, like, having people that you really respect be that honest with you and giving you that sort of service and not sugarcoating it or being like, you know, you tried, like, A for effort, they were like, you can do better. And there's just some shit that I appreciate from all of them that they gave to us. At least for me. I can say that about my school. What was your experience like <laughs> um, at, at ye old UPS? It was fine. I don't know. I think it was fine. We had a lot of really good professors who were uh, inspirational and, like, really cool artists. They were, I don't know. I feel like the people that I went to school with, I didn't like as much as you guys liked. <laughs> My question, and I think it's a good uh, appropriate ending, because I think that we could probably end this. We should definitely um, end this. I think <laughs> it is a question. What would be your advice for someone who Better is question. coming out of college or someone who is looking to be in the art industry in some way? What advice would you have? Um, for someone who wants to make it as an artist after school? Yeah. Yeah. From what I've learned so far, I feel like it's, 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 I mean, I think you should move to a city or to a place where, you know, the art world is more accessible, for sure. Um, finding ways to surround yourself with things that inspire you is really important, whether that's your job or, or your friends or people you, you, you spend your time with. And make everything about it. Make everything about what you want to do, I suppose, like. Don't make excuses. I mean, it's so hard. It's really, really, really hard to, like, kick yourself in the ass and just tell yourself, like, just know, if you want to do this, you fucking do it. You just got to do it. Make more of your time the thing you want to do and the thing that will help your future. Every decision you make should be a decision that should help your future, whatever that is. And whether it's, whether you want to be an artist or whether you want to be a pilot or an architect or whatever, it doesn't matter, like... Everything you do should put yourself in that direction. My mom has a saying that drives my whole family insane, but it, it's true. But she says it so consistently that we're all like, yeah, we get it, Diane. Shut up. Um, but it's you make time for what you want. Oh, it's so true. <clears throat> and also, the biggest thing I've learned is... I think like trying to be a, like a professional artist or, or make it in that sort of sense is... It really is who you know as well. Oh, yeah. It's who you know and who you blow. That's another word that I <laughs> It's not her saying, because that's an age-old saying. Yeah. But it's true. It's so but fucking like, true. But, like, you know, your your buddy Josh, 
Oh, that dude networks so much. <laughs> well, I get it. I do the same thing. Like, you go, you you have to go to every art walk. You have to go up to the artists. You yep. have to introduce yourself. Not you have to. Like, like, post their stuff on Instagram. Like, t- tag them. Like, they'll follow you and then they'll see your art. Like, that's it. And, and, and galleries are the same way. Like, you just have to, like, get yourself and your name out there. And that's what I'm trying to do right now is just yeah. I'm trying to get out there and get get people to know who I am. And I think that's I think that's the most important thing. I mean, if you have a solid art practice, that's great. But, like, if you're not out there yeah, putting that's yourself... True. You could be a shit artist and putting yourself out there. And people yeah. are going to think your shit is amazing. Yeah, they're going to notice you. Yeah. Yeah, it's, w- it's really true. We're showing, we're showing an artist at the gallery right now named David Bird. He painted his entire life an amazing painter. He was only discovered in his 80s. He had one show. Damn. Honestly, I'm into that, but, like, I get it. I get why you'd want to be known. Yeah. You're asking about people who want to make it as artists, I think. I don't know, or just anything. It, I think it's applicable to anything you want to do, seriously, that you have to, like, put the fucking time in. Like, I remember very specifically that I read an article a long time ago and I was in school and I read it. I think it was a required thing, but it basically was like, you have to put in time to Your get 10,000 hours. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's the article. It was the, ten, it was the 10,000 hour, it was the 10,000 hour article. Then I think I talked about Bill Gates actually. Yeah. I mean, with the artists, that's not just your, your practice. So yeah. that's, that's your, yeah. It's like your fucking life. Like, without art, I don't really know who I am, so... Thank you for being on our show. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We enjoyed our conversation. This was way funner than I thought it would be. What? Yeah, see? No, listen, okay. Whoa. We are catches. Hell yeah. All right. Closing statements. What's your closing statement? Do you have one? For you. Oh, my closing statement is... I have a question for both of you. Okay. <laughs> I want you to tell me your celebrity threesome... Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, it's a hard one. Oh, man. Uh, this is going to take up a lot of time. I don't want to talk should about that. Just, My mom might be listening. Should, should we just play Smash or Pass? Because I'm really good at this. Okay, here, here goes. Andrea. Steve Buscemi, Smash or Pass? Obviously Smash. We've talked about this before. Okay. I have had sex smash? dreams with him. And oh, I'm I get it now. Um, ooh, okay. Um, the Brawny Man. Like, the, the guy on oh, the... Oh, Smash. Brawny Paper Towels. For sure. This smash. is not what I thought of when I said closing statement. <laughs> Um, thank you for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Josh. I hope you laughed. I hope you didn't cry. I kind of hope you cried, but that's just the Scorpio in me. That's so true, honestly. (laughs) God. Um, but we're really excited to bring you the second episode. I'm excited about our next episode and the episode after that. We have plans, um, and hopefully they will come at a more consistent rate at this point. Yes. Sorry for... It wasn't that bad of a hiatus. It's not inconsistent. Anyways, if you have any comments, concerns... Email us. Um, You can email us at iwenttoartschool and at gmail.com. And Jen, do you want to tell our listeners what our Instagram is so they can all follow us? Our Instagram is the same handle as our email, which is... It's iwenttoartschooland. We also have a Twitter, which we haven't tweeted yet. We have not tweeted And I yet. think that's a real goddamn shame. I love to tweet. Maybe I'll just retweet all my tweets. I'm totally fine with everyone finding my Twitter. I don't want anybody. To I hope I get Twitter. fired. I'm just kidding. I don't actually <laughs> hope that. But I honestly, you know, when people are like, oh, like, 
your employers finding your Twitter, like, and they, they're like, why did you tweet I eat ass 24-7? <laughs> like, I just imagine that my employer would literally never hire me if they found my Twitter. I honestly just hope that my employer finds my Twitter and thinks, damn, she's funny. She is Damn, funny. she's well-rounded. They probably will. <laughs> On that note, thank you again for listening to our show. We really appreciate it. Um, stay tuned for our next episode. Our next episode is going to be with Bianca Jarvis, my very good friend and roommate from college. And she's going to be talking about college and uh, graduate school tuna. and probably lifting and tuna. tuna. Literally all her loves, and I'm excited. Maybe we can talk about longing with Bianca. Long egg. <laughs> We've been obsessed with long egg. If you don't know what it is, Google it now. Thank you.